Hello and welcome to, for heaven's sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. T, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. And how are you? Oh my God, I'm so good. Why are you so good? I'm so good because I'm really happy to be back in the studio with you. What are you talking about? That we don't waste any time. <laughs> yeah, well, the listeners don't know the difference that I do. We don't We don't fuck around on this show. We, You know we're in the business of pulling back the curtain yeah. full transparency um i kind of teased at this or hinted at this on our facebook story a couple of days ago um but we have not been together recording yep. for like over a month i know i know <laughs> it's been crazy um a lot has happened it sure has um <laughs> you know obviously the episodes have gone on without like without a hitch every two monday and thursday um and that's because we're geniuses and we know what we're doing exactly <laughs> but we haven't actually been together in so long i know and truth be told, I'm a little rusty. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, rusty, but it's nice to be back in these shoes. I know. So it's, you know, back in the saddle again. It's yeah. all good. I'm excited. Totally. Um, so, yeah. Should we just get into it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we do on the show? I think so. <laughs> Is that how it goes? I think so. All right. So this is episode 807 titled Getting to Know You. That's a song, right? Getting to know you. So, da, 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 right? It's like yeah. some old standard or yep. something. Yeah. Um, I just kept singing that one line over and over again in my head the whole time. I'm just like, now I'm thinking of Birdcage. Oh. Like, home. Oh, is, is that in there? I think it might Maybe. be in there. I think they sing it in there. But I'm just, It's so funny that you bring up Birdcage because I literally was just thinking about that movie the other day and how amazing it is. It's one of my favorites. My favorite, of course, is when Robert Williams is giving Nathan Lane like man lessons. Oh, I, oh, I didn't <laughs> oh know John God. Wayne walked like that. <laughs> Armand, you old so-and-so. How about those dolphins? <laughs> how about those dolphins? Oh my God, it's so good. It's the greatest movie ever. Oh, oh my, my god. god, I pitched a toast. <laughs> <laughs> it's my <gasps> hearing him cry, it's the oh, best. He's so good. Uh, okay. So the Amazon Prime spoily for this episode is a Muslim family feels unwelcome in the neighborhood. To which I say again. I know. <laughs> I feel like we've done this episode twice already. Okay, and I, I, I have a question for you. Yasmin. Yes. Who was the other the greatest. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. So we met Yasmin and now Jill. That's right. Are these two actually related in real life? Because when they speak, they sound exactly the same. Okay, right? They sound exactly they have the, the same. Same like accent and yeah. like voice and everything. It's really trippy. I, I'm like, uh, are they lying to me? Is but this I her would, cousin? Would, is this her <laughs> But just the thing though, is like Jill's I feel like is slightly more noticeable like like I remember when Yasmin would talk like I didn't quite fixate on the fact that there's an accent there like but when Jill talks I'm like either like her mouth is cluttered like there's something, something. about her mouth is just like wrong like yeah. when she's speaking like and I don't mean to say people with accents are wrong that's not what I'm coming from I'm just saying like but they sound like the same person there's no like cotton mouthy maybe yeah. with her I don't know I don't know what it is but it's very noticeable so so ha- like as I'm watching it, I'm like, she sounds like Yasmin. Are are they? I, so as you like, you know, check on the X-ray, I'm like, are they 
they lying to me? <laughs> okay, the only difference between these two characters, though, ostensibly, is like Yasmin wore a hijab and Jill doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's definitely true. And then the other one is, um, I think Jill has a mole on her face and Yasmin um, doesn't. And that's why I'm like, yeah. okay, but you could add that shit. You know what I mean? Oh my God, you're so funny. They're definitely not actually related. <laughs> oh, I know, but when they, but they sound exactly the same. They look nothing alike, they by don't, the way. They don't look anything alike, but when they speak, I'm like, dude, did they go to the same school? What happened here? <laughs> They're from like the same very small part of this, like like a small town in the middle of nowhere. You mean Glen Oak? <laughs> <laughs> that snow globe of a town <laughs> oh my god how gosh. dare you come to my little town to my little church <laughs> <laughs> okay fred well <laughs> um the dvd description for this episode is the camden's plan a party for a muslim family but then the neighbors cancel kevin helps a demanding old man while roxanne sponsors a troubled youth ah <laughs> uh, okay can I just say how funny I always find it when people refer to like people as youths? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you youth! Like, oh, wait, what? What is that? I just love it. It's, it tickles my fancy. Okay, so this episode. What about this episode? <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> uh, we begin. Um, no, so <laughs> <laughs> we begin. No, we open on <laughs> fade in. No. Um, Chandler mm-hmm. is in the church office with Eric. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hanging out, whatever. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. And Eric says something like, oh, you got any hot dates for this weekend or whatever? And Ew. <laughs> I know, right? Like, fucking Eric, leave it alone. And Chandler's like, no, no, I'm done with all of that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just not ready to date. Like, I'm not into it. Like, I'm, I'm done with all that shit, you know, whatever, basically in those exact yeah. words. And then Eric drops some knowledge on him, which I found to be really sort of, I don't know, like, like it struck a chord with me, you know, because okay. I've been, we've talked about this on this show before, like my sort of thoughts and opinions on dating and all mm-hmm. that shit and like how it's such a fucking hassle and like, no, thank you, you know? Yeah. But like what Eric says is very true. When Roxanne and I broke up, I immediately got out there and started dating. It didn't work. I mean, it was fun, but it didn't work. And it didn't work because I realized I don't want to date. I want to be in a relationship. But I'm not ready for a relationship, so what's the use in dating? Yeah, but if you don't date, how are you going to find someone to be in a relationship with once you're ready to be in a relationship again? Boom. Boom. <laughs> Knowledge dropped. <laughs> I don't know. That that really struck a chord with me. I don't know how you felt about it. but No, I mean, it's true. You got to put yourself out there. But I mean, dude, uh, Chandler, you dated everybody. Well, which is why I feel like he feels comfortable saying he's done dating, you know, yeah. because he did a lot of that, you know, and he doesn't like all the rigmarole of dating. He just wants to be in a relationship. And and I get that because I'm because I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can we just like skip the first like 15 dates and go straight to like, like just the 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 like, like, like the comfortableness that yeah. comes with like knowing and being with someone for a while or whatever. Like, I, I love that idea. But if like it doesn't happen that way. You know, like, I know. Like it's never gonna happen. And he's gotta put himself out there if he's gonna like find something, you know, or want to find something or whatever. I don't know, but you know. True. Oh well. 
Oh, well. I mean, he's not alone for long, let's just, just say that. Seriously. <laughs> what I love, too, I mean, I, and when I say love, I mean facetiously, like, can't stand it, um, is, like, how immediately Eric and Annie, like, without saying a word to each other, are, like, immediately trying to set him, Chandler and Paris up. Like, I know. immediately. I know. It's like it was fucking planned and orchestrated that way. Like, Annie is so all about that life. And I'm just like, okay, Annie, like, since when did you give a shit? Yeah, matchmaker. And then acting like, <laughs> with Chandler, okay. Like, as if she knew throughout this entire time. Dude, best part, though, is when she turns over to Peter and she's, she's like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. That's so fucking yeah. great. Like, that she takes the minute to just, like, to, like, gauge Peter's thoughts and uh-huh. feelings or whatever. Because we know, we know what the fuck happened the last time that didn't happen. Exactly. You know? So, anyway. Yeah, spoiler alert, guys. Chandler in Paris. That's a thing now. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't hate on it because I no, like... No, I kind of like it. <laughs> it's really cute. And even if their characters don't work out or who cares, yeah. I mean, you know. But you kind of want them to. But you just like Paris. I love Paris. I love her too, man. She kind of like... When she when she came in, I didn't, re- I didn't recognize that she would be like sticking around for a while. Exactly. So I didn't know that I should give a shit about her. But like, I really like her. Same. She's she's fun to watch. She's funny. She's charming. She's all the things you like want her to be, you yeah. know. And she's a good mom and all that shit. And it's like, oh my god, I love her. Yeah. Like, she's really fun. And I so. hope she does stick around for an, like for an actual while, you know. Like that this relationship with Chandler like means that she's in it. Let her last until the end of season eight. At yeah, least give yeah, me yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah. Don't and, just ship and, her out like halfway through. Also, too, let, let's not forget like we're only seven episodes episodes into the season. And already Chandler has broken up with Roxanne, dated a bunch of women, yeah. had a huge fight with Roxanne, almost got back together with her, and is now with Paris. Like in seven fucking episodes, like all of that has happened. <laughs> like it's insane. It's like, a real soap opera. It really is, dude. Holy shit. Um, how the how this <laughs> show has shifted? I swear. I know. I know. It's and that's the thing too is like blink and you'll miss it, right? Like. Because we've been so close to it for so long now. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we've, like, I don't think that we would have realized it if we had been watching the show in real time yeah. like, as it aired, how much tonally it's changed. Like, That's true. But, but because we're just, like, wrapped, like, breezing through it all or whatever it's like you can like see the line between like where it was like this wholesome family show where every episode you learned a lesson to like now it's all like put as much sex in as you can put as much (laughs) but there's still no sex no 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 don't get me wrong there is zero sex in this show there's not even between fucking kevin and lucy like holy shit like can we just see them once in the heat of the moment, they're a or fucking like, married couple. He- yeah, you gave me Eric and Annie yeah, in the ew. heat of the moment. Okay, Ugh. give me something between these two. I know. Just for like give a me- second. What I really, I mean, we get to see a lot of Chandler and Paris makeouts or whatever, which is cute. Yeah. But, um, well, maybe not a lot, like a one. <laughs> but like, but like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, meanwhile, Roxanne, because as we know, she's now part of that mentorship program or whatever at that community yeah. center. Um, she gets her first assignment. 
Yep. To mentor um, this like troubled youth. <laughs> Even Stevens. I know. You know what's really funny too is like as the credits were rolling, I recognized the name AJ Trout. I like I saw it or Trout or whatever his name is. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, I know that name. How do I? And then I saw him and I was like, oh, that's him. Yep. I get it now. Um, so he's playing Jordan something, whatever. Yeah. And what I didn't love, and I'll let you tell me how you felt about it, but like what I didn't love is before we even meet this kid, everyone's trying to tell Roxanne that he's going to be a problem. Yep. Like no one, like, and she's coming into it like open-minded and like, I I don't know him yet. Like, let's see. I think I, you know, like she's, she's going into it with like the best of intentions, whatever. And Sergeant Michaels, Kevin, everyone's trying to be like, this is going to be a problem. Like, oh, watch out, you know, like. Can you just let her do her thing, man? Yeah. I'm like, geez. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so then you meet him, and it's this really awkward, like, flirty. Did you catch the flirtiness? Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. At first, I was like, is she going to fucking, like, do him? Like, what is (laughs) happening? It's really fucking weird. I'm just going to play the clip. It's a little long, but it's worth it. Dude, look kind of nervous. I am. You're my first. At risk youth. (laughs) Yeah. So what's the story with your other counselors? Well, uh, a few of them decided that they didn't want to be in the program anymore, and a few of them decided they didn't want to be around me anymore, so... Can you not do that? Please, you know, feel sorry for me. I hate that, really. Make you a deal. You promised to make a fresh start with me. I promise not to feel sorry for you. So, what do you want to do tomorrow? I thought we could go see the new action movie. I brought the paper. Wouldn't no, didn't the center tell you my mom needs me to help her out this weekend? Paul didn't mention anything to me. <laughs> you don't believe me. Uh, yeah, it's just that I... It, have... It's just that you think I'm lying about my mom. That's, that's fine. You're just like all the others. You think I'm no good. <laughs> I believe you. I do. I'm, I'm just disappointed we won't be able to spend more time together. Really? Truly. Well, what about next weekend? You know, like, like dinner and a movie. I was just kidding. <laughs> Were you though? Yeah, seriously. All that's missing <laughs> is this kid to have like coffee and cigarettes and I like swear. his hair flop in front of his face. Like, all just, the, you know, all that's really missing is like some of that like blurry lighting around yeah, them. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like kind of like f- like fading them out a little bit and just like that dreamy like. Instead of looking straight at her, he should have just like had his head tilted down and looked at her from oh yeah. Like, th- then Class, all the sex is there. Classic signals. And all the sex is there. <laughs> I mean, and but I feel like the show is kind of giving us that vibe on purpose too, like with things like it's my first time or whatever, you know? Like I feel like it's like supposed to feel a little bit that way. Although if we know the show at this point, it's like, we know nothing's going to happen. Exactly. Like, it's so, so stupid. Like, why are we going there? Uh, I, no, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just so cute when you hear it, and, but know, it just takes you out of the show. It totally does. Every it's time. So um, 
She's great, though. I mean, okay, here's one thing. But her voice is so soft and it's so babyish that, like, it always sounds like she's flirting. <laughs> I guess, I <laughs> guess know that what I might mean? be true. You it, might like, be right. lends itself to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be onto something there. I hadn't thought about it that way, but now that I am, like, you might be right. Because when she's all sassy and wants to be a bitch, and then when, and that high pitch voice mm-hmm. is still there, mm-hmm. it, it lends itself, obviously, where she can just be a total sass. Yeah, badass. Whatever, yeah. But when she is soft spoken or. Or she's just being gentle with her words. It just sounds like a come on every time. Yeah, you're I right. can't. Have- <laughs> you're right. No, I just I, I'm really disappointed that we don't get to hang out together. <laughs> so, motherfucking Jordan, I really was rooting for you, man. I really was. Did you fall in love? Because I did. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Please, far from it. So, fucking Jordan, mm-hmm. um, gifts her this pair of earrings yeah which we already know there's a pair of earrings missing from cecilia's house that was burgled not but one day a fucking go yeah and when he handed her that box or when she opened that box did you immediately go that must be cecilia's earrings well the moment i saw the pouch i'm like it's jewelry and it's cecilia's yeah i don't know totally knew it it was like it was like a little obvious. Yeah, of course. But because because it's the show and like yeah. of course everything's connected, you know. What is Roxanne gonna do now? <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> um, but I kind of like how she handles it. It's like be, rather than jump to conclusions, right? First she goes to Cecilia and she's yeah. like, "Are these your earrings?" So Cecilia's like, "Oh my god, yeah. Did you find them, or how did you find the person who did this, or whatever?" Not even like, did you get the jerks that did this? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Amazing Cecilia impression. You've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's very hard. I, I try. I try yeah, my best. I mean, pieces. No. Nailed it. Um, so, so then Roxanne's like, unfortunately, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like, and then cut to Jordan's like behind <laughs> like a prison cell. Seriously. <laughs> you little shit. What did you do? And then, and she gets him to confess that he wasn't there that day, but he knows the people that were or yeah. whatever. Or, okay, refresh me. Like, refreshing. Yeah. Was he the, the getaway car or something like that? Like I don't know. That stuff is never exactly explained. But, like, because the thing is, is, like, there's been a string of these robberies, right, yeah. over the last, like, however many weeks in Glen Oak. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same MO. Like, and the police think it's, like, two or three guys, whatever, that are doing it. And so... Jordan says, like, he wasn't physically there yeah. at Cecilia's house, but I'm sure it's like there's like a crew of them mm-hmm. or whatever. But then to your point, he must have been there because he was busy on Saturday, quote unquote, you yeah. know? So, like, he must have been involved in some capacity, even if he wasn't the one who actually stole those earrings or whatever. You punk. I know. Terrible. What What pisses me off about it is, like, is, like, this is why your mentors keep leaving you because you're fucking like you're a pathological liar. Yeah. Like you're the worst person. Like you, you like I can't help someone that doesn't even want to be helped. You exactly. know, like he, like he's fully like lying to Roxanne about what he's doing. And then the thing that he's doing is like terrible. It's like, get the fuck out of here. First you manipulate your, your, your counselor, you lie to them and now you get caught. Like, yeah. And yeah, who yeah, knows yeah. what he was doing with the other counselors, like how many times he's oh lied to them and what sure. they've caught him doing. Oh, my God. Well, probably this type of a thing. Like, this is probably well, And they let him go to. each time? Well, like, that's, that's true. crazy. That's true. You're probably right. <laughs> it wasn't a full-on crime. Fucking Glen Oak, man. What are you doing? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> 
they were like, I'll let you go this time, but I'm not going to be your mentor anymore. <laughs> I'm done with you, kid. <laughs> oh Could you God. imagine that report, though? <laughs> like his file. <laughs> Fuck. That's so good. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, so anyway, so she's like, listen, punk. You are going to apologize and you're going to return everything you stole and then maybe I'll give you a second chance or whatever the fuck. I don't know what the fuck she says. And so... And take you out on a date. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, he basically does. She like takes him to the party and makes him apologize to Cecilia and her mm-hmm. dad and all that shit. Um, and then he's like, he's like, what can... But like, but I, but like also, like, what can I do to like make it up to you or whatever? And Cecilia's dad says something like, well, we need lots of plates or some shit. No, like, something like, well, you guys did leave a mess. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, the mess at the house. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. I just remembered that because or I, I didn't think about that because cut to you see him like helping with the party. So I'm like, oh, is this part of his penance? Like he's got to help with the Seriously. party. But, you know, OK, I, I'm just going to bring this up. Remember when we met Cecilia's mother? Yes. And the yeah, where the fuck were, is she? Thank you. Like they I, make it sound like she's not in the picture at all. D- uh, I, whatever. I That's know. all I'm going to say. I can't even with that shit. It's so stupid. It's, it's like they just couldn't get the actress. But instead of ex- like ex- instead of acknowledging her existence, like they pointedly call her out to be like, wait till she hears about this. And it's like, what does she not live here? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. You're going to have to call her up and tell her like it's so stupid. Like the dad is around all the time. It's, the show just doesn't know how to handle things like that. Like, yeah. like, and they think that they'll get away with it because probably in the early 2000s, they did. You probably. know, when when people didn't watch television the way they do now, yeah. like they probably did get away with that kind of shit. But it's like now, like, OK, if you can't get the actress, one, don't bring her up. That just calls out the fact that you don't that you don't have her, you know, yeah. like and two, don't make it sound like she's not like like she's not part of the fabric of the family when you've established she has been or yeah. is, you know, it's just like so stupid. I don't know. Dumb. Brenda Hampton, we've got some notes. <laughs> many, in fact. <laughs> oh my God, so many notes. <laughs> my page looks like a serial killer. There is like no shit. space though. Oh, I know. Cause I, cause I double spaced or, you know, Everything is like half spaced so that it would fit on one page and then it ended up not fitting on one page anyway. <laughs> oh, the things that we do. Um, I know. Okay, so did we kill the Roxanne and Chandler shit? I Roxanne Chandler her. and Cecilia story, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about it as we talk about the other things that happen in this episode. Yeah. Um, I do want to play one more clip. Um, at it's, it's towards the end of the episode between Peter and Chandler. Okay. Um, after, you know, Chandler's been, like, hanging out with Paris for, like, the whole episode or whatever, mm-hmm. however long that takes, like, a couple days or whatever. And um, Peter has, like, caught them making out a couple times and and – and like has like pointedly been in situations where like they've like lied to him about what they're doing and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, what have you guys been doing? You're like giving them a hard time because he's Peter and he's great. So then at the end of the episode. Just so you know, I'm okay with your dating my mom. She's been messed with pretty badly by men. First my dad and then Dick. But you're a good man and I know you'll treat her right. And that's all I care about. I'm a little younger than your mom. So I don't care and I doubt she does. Just treat her right. I will. 
Because Peter is a saint among men, ladies and gentlemen. He really is. This kid, I can't even handle him sometimes. This kid already knows. <sighs> How Go give he... some lessons, little boy. Fucking give lessons. A. Can he just be the star of the show? Yes, like, like I would gladly watch a Peter show. Like, thank you. He's. I'm with you. So charismatic and like dynamic and he's like funny and smart and just everything that you want he's a cutie oh i love him so much brenda hampton you fucked up you should have made a show about peter <laughs> yeah that should have been the fucking spinoff of the show <laughs> like it's peter <laughs> peter petrowski <laughs> the petrowski files <laughs> oh my god and every episode is him like helping another random person be good in life because he's so good in life seriously <laughs> and he's 12 <laughs> like i don't care and i don't think she does <laughs> he's so great yeah god what what 14 year old has the mental capacity to say that to an adult like seriously. tell me he's amazing i love him I also recognize that the same people that wrote Peter wrote everyone else on the show. So don't even get me started on that shit. Well, they they know how to get a few things right. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only Mainly a few. Peter. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so. There's a few. Yeah, there's just been a few times where she's written characters really well or that lovable definitely. no and definitely i mean like mike and peter are not the only characters we've Shauna. loved like we we've loved several characters yeah. on the show it's just never the main ones <laughs> isn't that insane <laughs> yeah it really is um okay so let's get in to the meat of this episode which, which is well as the spoily and the um, a DVD description have already told us um, the Duprees, which we've already met before, so it's kind of like disingenuous. I feel that they're like, "Oh, they just moved in next door. Let's welcome them to the neighborhood." But yeah, whatever. And also, I didn't, I didn't realize they lived in the neighborhood because didn't Ruthie have to like go to her house, which was like not by her house, to like visit Jill and Thank shit? You. Like, it's all just like once again, Glen Oaks a snow globe. Who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> Tease right now, you this guys. <laughs> um. So Kevin is doing a neighborhood watch meeting or trying to. He's trying to. And, he and doubts, no one's coming. Yeah. And he doubts Annie. <clears throat> well, well, because no one's like no one's agreeing to come. And so Annie's like, well, why don't we just make it a party and yeah. then sneak in the neighborhood watch shit? And, and Kevin's like, well, I've, I couldn't get people to come for this, you know, whatever. And also something about like they didn't want to conflate the two or some. I don't know what yeah, the fuck for the block party. So. So she's like, okay, well, why don't you bring everyone to the, call everyone to the neighborhood watch and tell them that if they come, they'll be invited to the party, like the block party we're going to have the next day, slash a welcome the Duprees to the neighborhood party or whatever the fuck. She's been wanting to do a block party forever. And Kevin's like, okay, if you think that'll work. And so he, sure enough, it works. Fucking, that house is packed to the fucking brim. There's like a hundred people in the fucking house. I've never seen it that packed before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, that's true. At the hundredth episode. Um, they fucking fit a band in that house in the hundredth yeah, episode. They did. I can't even. Um, so it's packed, and then they call the meeting to order. The Duprees have not shown up. Nope. And Ruthie tells Peter, or Peter tells Ruthie that they that they're not coming. 
and yeah. Ruthie's like, oh, like, I wonder why, um, you know, it, I wonder, like, something about the fact that they're Muslim, whatever, and Peter's like, oh, like, they're Muslim, and she's like, yeah, I didn't tell anyone, because, like, why should it matter, and, like, I feel like they're just gonna prejudge these people if they knew beforehand, so I yeah. figured, like, once they come, if they find out that they're Muslim, like, then so be it, but, like, I didn't want to, like, put that, be, like, the that be the the leading story of these of this family or whatever yeah. and peter's like oh i don't know like that's weird and then the twins the the twins actually get to like be a catalyst for something other yeah. than just like a laugh for a change what's a muslim someone who practices the islamic religion are we a muslim no we're protestants remember yasmin she's muslim so what's the difference between us and them? Well, we both believe in God. Yeah, we just do it in different ways. But if we all believe in God, aren't we all the same? Boom. <laughs> aren't we, though? And then Ruthie gets to like do this whole, like like make a face while the camera zooms in on you thing. And I yeah. don't know what that face is supposed to be. Like, Yeah, I know. It's not strictly pensive it's not like she's going like you know you're right man <laughs> like it's yeah. not like that exactly it's almost like nervous like mm-hmm. a little bit like i don't even know i'm not gonna put too much into that but she does you know it's it's one of those like lingering on her face moments or whatever well they should have given her better direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like can you clearly emote the thing that you're supposed to be emoting in this moment um so then cut to um you know this party's happening or whatever yeah and uh, what's her name i almost called her beverly lucy and annie are going around town and oh yeah getting like some goods whether it's like flowers or groceries things like that for for the block party Mm -hmm. and a bunch of these vendors are like giving them stuff for free you know they're like on you know like whatever they're they're, they have a rapport with all these vendors yeah and every single one of them is like, oh, so these Duprees, huh? That last name, that sounds a little foreign. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's about? Where are they from? Whatever, you know? And Lucy and Annie, like, handle it perfectly well. Both of them are basically to the effect of, like, I don't know, why don't you come and ask them yourselves at the yeah. party? You know, that kind of a thing. And they both, like, are just, like, not engaging in any kind of, like, hateful discussion yep. that this could lead to or whatever. But the funniest one is um this old man at the neighborhood watch meeting the night before yeah. comes up to Eric after all the neighborhood watch discussion is over whatever mm-hmm. I need to ask you about this block thing is going to cost me money no it's free I'm on a fixed income I know and my rotten kids don't send me anything I know so I can't afford to pay for a party for people I don't know well that's why the party's free right <laughs> oh so uh, Mildred told Harry that Jim said that this uh, block party tomorrow night is also a welcome to the neighborhood party for these uh, Dupree people. Well, who are they? They're your neighbors. Yeah, but uh, where did they come from? I think across town. But Dupree? (laughs) I mean, that sounds like uh, they're from uh, a lot farther away than uh, across town. He's terrible. Like, I'm watching this and I'm just like, oh my God, dig your hole deeper, old man. Seriously. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. He's terrible. Yep. 
Um, so Eric's like, oh, Annie's calling me. Like, I got to go. <laughs> and, like, doesn't want to engage in this conversation. Um, so, yeah. So, and the whole town basically is sharing these sentiments yeah. in one shape or another. Like, oh, you know, whatever. What did you think about the fact that they were, that they made it a point for him to be like, I'm on a fixed income. My rotten kids don't help me. All that shit. Like, what do you think that was about? Just... A grumpy old man. Really? That's it, it? That's all I can think of because he just sounds like gives no fucks. He's going to say it as it is. Like, I'm on a fixed income. It's like, okay, you're telling me, one, you're cheap. Two, you're telling me you're talking shit about your own kids because they're not giving you money. And you need help around the house because poor fucking, <laughs> oh um, what's his, Kevin <laughs> goes and helps him, mows the lawn, makes him a sandwich, takes care of the leak. It's like, I don't know what else he does. But see, for me, I took it like the show is trying to paint a picture of the kind of people that have these types of thoughts like that like or like better said right like man of a certain age fixed income bad relationship with his family right um has no one that he can rely on dot 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 racist (laughs) like dot 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 racist i think or equals racist right like i think i think that's what that was about because it has no bearing on anything like the fact that he's on a fixed income has nothing to do with what why he needs kevin to come over and help him yeah like none of that means anything other than i think to paint a picture of like the stereotype of the kind of person that would be racist towards the duprees yeah Basically, an unhappy person doesn't know how to even like care about anybody else. Well, that yeah, that's probably part of it too, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, because because I really like it would have been enough for the conversation to start with. Now, who are these people? Right? It didn't have to be about like how much is this party going to cost me? Da 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 da. Like it didn't yeah. have to start that way unless it unless it had a purpose. Uh, yeah, you know. No, it's definitely. Nothing is a coincidence on this show, right? That's for sure. And why would it be? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's asking for too much. Too. I know, seriously. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, <laughs> I mean, the show put, like, it really didn't, but the show just made me go, huh? When <laughs> Mrs. Bink calls. Oh, please, we're getting there. But how cute is she? She's a blonde. Can we just say the minute she appeared on the screen, I literally screamed. Same here. I was ecstatic. I was not expecting her to be on the screen. I was so happy to see Mrs. Bank again. And can I and and it only paid off in dividends by the end of it. She is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's she who rings up the Camdens. Yes. All right. I'm calling about the block party. Please don't tell me you're calling to cancel. Mm, Just the opposite. I'm calling to tell you that I'll be there with bells on. I know what the the neighbors are saying about those Dupree people, but I don't care. A person isn't their race or their religion. They're just who they are. You have to judge everyone individually. You You can't hold one person accountable for the actions of a whole country I'm glad to hear you feel that way so they didn't vote to go to war with us in Iraq isn't that what our country's about 
That's what our country's based on, freedom of choice. Well, they chose not to go. End of story. And all that hooey with freedom fries and freedom toast. French fries originated in Belgium, and French toast was invented in Albany, New York. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Duprees, they're French, and everybody hates the French. That's why people aren't coming tonight, because they think the Duprees are French? <laughs> aren't they? They're Muslim. Well, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> it's the single greatest thing that has ever happened on this okay. show. And I know I say that a lot. I know. But this is the new one. No, dude. Because exactly like Eric. Holy wait, what? shit. So I was like, huh? This is what the town was okay, going and this crazy is, and over? And this is why I kept thinking, because everyone keeps talking about their last name. And I'm like, what is this last name? And Dupree doesn't tell you shit about who these people yeah, are. All, and I'm like, what is Dude, this? dude, uh, Dupree, I'm like, I'm thinking they're French, but what's the big fucking deal? <laughs> like, it's a French last name. I didn't go name. there at all. And then, and then, and then I think it was the florist who, or the, uh, the, the grocer or so, right, who said yeah. something about they didn't vote for us or whatever. And I, even then I was like, well, why would they? It was yeah, a yeah. war against them. Like, you know, like all this shit. I'm Everything. like not putting it together at all. It's so funny. I know. Oh my God. And then I, and then as she's saying like oh freedom God, fries, I was like, so oh good. yeah, that shit did happen. I know. Like, and then it all clicked. Oh my God. I couldn't handle it. But, like, but her voice well, when, it didn't dro- hear that. when it drops the bass <laughs> like that. Oh, but I didn't hear that. Like, it's so good. Uh, she's so good. God, I can't handle her. She's the greatest. I fucking love her so much. <laughs> fucking A. Uh, what a kook. I love her. That That's yeah. me, by the way. If I'm not Bink at that age, like, I don't even know who I am. Well, I didn't know about that. That's, can you, can't you just see me? Can't you just see me being like that on the phone with somebody who doesn't give a fuck? Like, yes. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, so yeah, so then as soon as Eric realizes that the reason why everyone's like canceling on this party is because they think they're French, he realizes that like, that like one, he can fix this and two, yeah. he's going to turn their own fucking racism against like back onto them yep. right? or like towards them or whatever. And so he recalls everyone for a quote unquote neighborhood watch meeting or whatever. Yeah. And it kind of works because at this point, Cecilia's house has already been broken into and everything. So everyone's on high alert, whatever. Yeah. And so everybody comes and they're all like, what now? Guns, guns or whatever. Seriously. And he's like, this isn't about the neighborhood watch. This is about y'all's racism. <laughs> he said it just like that. Just like that. And those ain't about no neighborhood watch. <laughs> um, and, and then, he goes into this whole spiel about like, you know, how dare you guys be this way or whatever, and um, how would you like it if people treated you that way or the over the over the actions of one, like judging everybody based on that or yeah. whatever, you know, and how like you don't even know these people and like how can you not give them a chance and blah 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 blah, and of course he convinces everyone, <laughs> like everyone's happy now. Um, meanwhile, what we didn't talk about is he first first as soon as everyone starts. Um, Actually, before everyone starts canceling, when he finds out that they're not coming, that the, that the Duprees aren't coming, yeah, um, for reasons which you know, because they don't, they feel like 
threatened kind of already. They've had trouble in their previous towns yeah. or whatever. Like we knew all that from Jill's story. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and so they're just like, you know, we just want to keep our heads down. No one has to know us. We don't need to know anyone. We just want to yeah. live our lives. Like we're not trying to make our big like to do about or the fact that we're here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Eric like sits down with them and like convinces them like, you know, it's not about that, whatever, like, be like be a neighbor put your best foot forward and no one else will have a choice but to put theirs forward as well i was just having a really hard time with that scene though i i mean with which one the eric talking to the dupree scene or the eric talking to everyone else scene uh, to the dupree same i was just having a lot of issues with that like with i don't know i just was i and because you can see both arguments you can see both sides but it there was a lot of us and them, us and them, them and us. The, like it was just, I, I couldn't stand that shit. I'm gonna. That's all. Uh, I'm gonna read exactly what, what I wrote down, and then I'll expound on it. I wrote, Eric, of course, tries to teach the Dupree's a lesson about prejudice because he's tone deaf, and so is the show. Yeah, <laughs> like this fucking show, a bunch of white people, and Eric as a white person is trying to tell a Muslim family yeah. what it's like to be Muslim in America. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are yeah. you trying? Are you really trying to tell the Dupree's how to be? Yeah. Like, oh my god. I can't even. All you can say is just try to see if you can trust this neighborhood. Just say that. Just try to. He doesn't even have to because he knows the problem is everyone else. Everyone else is the ones that are canceling and threatening not to come to this fucking party. Talk to them like you did. Yep. You know, talk to your own people and be like, listen, y'all, you don't get to be like this. And that one, I get it. I mean, even that is a little problematic, maybe, because everyone can believe whatever the fuck they want to believe as long as it's not hateful or hurtful, right? Yeah. Or maybe not hateful, like hurtful. But like, but it's like, you know, you don't get to go to the Dupree's and be like, don't be, don't feel like we're going to hate you, you guys. We don't, I swear. Like, bitch, you can't you can't tell these people their own experience exactly oh my god yep it's so un, like i can't even handle it like yeah. it's so stupid it, the, yeah that entire Such scene an unnecessary scene, me. especially because then it's followed up by him talking to everyone else like that's the if, if you if you're going for like a like a you know powerful monologue moment or whatever Keep the one at the end when he's talking to everyone and he says what he says. You don't need to keep, you don't need to have the scene when he convinces the Dupree's that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And then to have that really shitty scene at the end when the Dupree's come over and like no one's there and they're like, Eric, don't feel bad if no one comes. You've already changed our hearts just by yourself. Like, ugh. Like, Kill me. D- really really you had to put those words into the mouths of these people like i just i can't even no but the best part is when the entire cast and crew shows up at this goddamn party seriously who fucking knew this backyard was that big man seriously there's like a thousand people there they're coming in they're coming from inside the house and from the back door of the of the gate or whatever by the trash cans where robbie and lucy made out i don't even (laughs) want to know how many extras they paid seriously i for this one scene i think i have that in my notes like wow that's a lot of extras like (laughs) like i really did not realize that's how big this backyard was they keep panning out and panning out and there's a bigger and bigger and i'm like oh my fucking god like Like, this is a huge party seriously 
Also, Lucy set up Bink and Old Man Fred together, and you get to see them like talking for a minute, like during the party. It's really cute. But Bink is the best when she shows up at the party. No one's here. All right, I'll go get a drink. Yeah, that's my woman right there. <laughs> well, and then she comes to Lucy, and she's like, "So, who's this man you're gonna set me yeah. up with? It's not Chandler, is it? Because we're already living together, and we don't need more complications." <laughs> She's so cute. She's the greatest. I love her so much. Uh, I'm digging her new hairstyle. I know. It's like cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. Is that it? I feel like that's what happens. Okay. They have this party. Everyone threatens not to come. He, Eric, Eric, Eric teaches everyone a lesson, whatever. And then, and then they're like, okay, so we're going to have this party. And whoever comes, comes, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. But we're not going to not have this party. And Seriously. so they bring the Duprees over, and the and the backyard's all decked out, whatever. And then the doorbell rings, and Annie opens the door. And her face is so fucking angry, I can't even like, handle it. Like, like she, she does a terrible job of playing it straight. Because, yeah. because what what's really happening is she opens the door, and it's like hundreds of people are there. Yeah. And so she, should, so she should be excited, but they're trying to play it for like suspense. So, so her face should just be like dead. But instead, it's angry angry and so i was like oh my god is it a fucking mob did they bring pitchfork like i'm like i really didn't know what to expect and then she opens the backyard door and she's like hey everyone i have a surprise and then like millions of people come rushing through the fucking house it's like they push annie out of the way move bitch it's like (laughs) do they have to come to the house couldn't they all just come from the side the party's in the backyard (laughs) like hundreds of people have traipsed through her kitchen now like for no reason (laughs) jesus but Christ. but there was one part that i found kind of funny the, like just that little like um you know touch uh that little wink in the episode where um they're all discussing in the kitchen uh ruthie annie peter and eric they're mm-hmm. discussing what they're gonna do with the duprees who's gonna talk to who and whatever all uh-huh. that stuff and lucy's like what's going on again like oh. lucy's always left <laughs> Like I know. Like, why doesn't anybody I tell know. me anything? She comes in and she's she's like, and and is someone gonna tell me what's been going yeah, on? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody, I mean, nobody even answers her. Yeah, like, and he just, just grabs her out. by the hand, like, all right, all right, let's go. <laughs> Good call. That's so funny. The only part that I can she'll say. never not be in the loop, like seriously, or vice versa. <laughs> like she'll she'll never be in the loop. Um, she's like, oh, great. Lucy, keep up. <laughs> oh my gosh, so. I don't know. I feel like that's about it. Yeah. I do want to call out though, cause we didn't really like talk, talk too much about it. Um, I gotta say, so maybe this is my own prejudice against the show. Right. But I'm always surprised whenever, um, whenever the show sort of indicates like a liberal viewpoint about something like, okay. cause I think, cause I think I sort of expect it to always sort of be this really conservative sort of hardline kind of a show. And, and portray that or whatever. Yeah. So, so I'm always like surprised when it's not, which is not, okay. it's, it's not always liberal or whatever, but when it is, it takes me back for a second. All right. So at the neighborhood watch meeting, um, cause we kind of like cut into it midway. Like we're not seeing it from minute one till the end or whatever. So we cut into it and, um, well, I'll just play the clip. Okay. Now, besides making sure our windows have locks on them, and getting better outdoor lighting and leaving the lights on when we're away and uh, getting to know our neighbors better. Is there anything else we should do to ensure our safety? He's asking, should we get guns? No, I'm not. Well, I am. Should we get guns? 
I don't recommend that any of you get a gun. Well, how are we supposed to protect ourselves when someone breaks into our house? If someone breaks in, then you call the police who have guns and are trained to use them. And what if the robbers don't let me call the police? <laughs> I know you all want to protect yourselves, but trust me, guns aren't the answer. As a matter of fact, in some cases, victims' guns are used by assailants against the victim. But they can't use our gun against us if we shoot them first. And I can't shoot them first if I don't have a gun. Sir? I'm going to hand out my card, which has my station number, and my home number, and my cell phone number, and my beeper number as well. If you, if any of you, find yourselves in a bad situation or need help, just call me, day or night, and I'll come running. Might as well give your social security too, (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, I just, I, I have to give them props. For, for holding that line. Yeah. Like, because it would have been so easy for them to just make it part of the ex- exposition list that Cecilia's dad get, gives, you know? Yeah. Lock our doors, know our neighbors, get a gun, whatever. It would have been so easy for them to do that. Yeah. Instead, they spent a good, like, two to three minutes talking about how it's a bad idea. Yeah. Guns are stupid. <laughs> Keep them, like, leave them to the trained professionals. I I appreciate that. I'm even surprised that they tackled it. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have to at all. And they did. And that, to me, is like worth mentioning. I don't know. Yeah. Well, especially with all the shit that's going on now. Exactly. And especially back then, too, in the climate they were living in, you know, like, you know, all the Muslim shit aside, like it was a it was a tumultuous time. Yeah. I mean, some would say we're not even out of it, you know, 10, 15 years later or whatever. But like, you know, you know, it was like. I think it was like a salient point to 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 even try to tackle, you know, exactly. in this forum that they had. So I don't know, props, props where they're due. <laughs> um, what about you? Any other stray observations? No, nah. This was it was too easy of an episode. Not much going on. Just yeah, yeah. Sort just of just like story. a middle of the line. Yeah. Uh, we do have to rate it, which is a thing I kind of forgot we did <laughs> until just now. <laughs> okay, two thumbs down. I think I agree with you. Like, okay, I've heard these points before. That's why. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs mm-hmm. down. I'm- yeah, I know. I agree with you. There's really nothing there that warrants a thumb yeah. up. Like, As even Bink doesn't even, I know, save it. Even Bink doesn't quite save it because it's like a drop in the bucket of yeah. the episode. Um, yeah. And there's a lot going against it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs down. Sorry, Seventh Heaven. You got to try harder next time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we do have some business to get to before we wrap things up. We have business. We have business. Okay. So you have to stall for time while I pull everything up. <laughs> no that's that's right that's a problem <laughs> did you just say that's right <laughs> I, was like, I was like i need to have the rights for that shit I, I can't do that um okay so first order of business is we've gotten some emails from some folks since the last time we recorded um some of this stuff is a little dated by now but i figure you know we've made a pact with our listeners uh-huh. that we will read and address everything they send us so um Bruce, our 
best friend Bruce um, a while back sent us a headline from an interview that Beverly Mitchell did in which she said that she'd be down to do a, a reboot, like a revival of the show. And she's got some ideas about how it would go down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, like, funnily enough, like I've been thinking about that a lot. And, um, one of our Instagram, um, followers or, you know, whatever frequent commenters and stuff on yeah. Instagram. Um, I'm going to butcher your name. So I'm just going to try it and say it's, Tanise, Tanese, I don't know, I'm sorry. Um, he, and I believe it's a he, <laughs> oh my God. Um, he was saying, you know, that he loves the work that we do and he's really happy that we're doing it. Um, but he, he said, I know you said that you wouldn't want a reboot of The Seventh Heaven, but you can't tell me you're not curious on what ideas Brenda Hamden would come up with in today's climate. <laughs> It's true. And it's so true. When he's when he put it that way, I was like, oh my God, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I would love to see a Brenda Hampton reboot of Seventh Heaven today. <laughs> like, Seriously, what would that be? What would it even be? I can't I don't even know, but like A, like one, I would guarantee that it would be like tone deaf on at least one occasion. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. On on multiple occasions probably. And two, like like like, where do you, like, does that show even have a place in today's television landscape? I don't like, know. like, how do you make a show like this anymore? I just I, don't know. Like, and, and, and if you do, how do you keep it, like, G rated? You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you really can't do no, that. No, it doesn't lend itself to that. So that's exciting to think about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Bruce also wrote, um, about 806, which is the episode that aired earlier this week. Yeah. Um, let me get this straight. Grandpa Pete Charles died off screen a while ago, and they've squeezed another episode out of him, although off screen. Was there actually mention of his death in a prior episode or during the credits of an episode? And so I think this might be a little bit of us, like, you know, not being clear about yeah. <laughs> when we say Grandpa Pete Charles. Yeah. <laughs> So to be clear, the actor that plays Grandpa Pete Charles, Graham Jarvis, passed away in April of 2003 or so two or basically at the end of season seven, the man actually yeah. passed away. OK, but the character is, is still alive and they're milking episodes out of his character yeah. for which he is not there. And to add insult to injury, at least in the version that we're watching on Amazon, there has not been a title card of like dedicated to or in memory of yeah, none nothing. of that. So like the show has like completely decided to like ignore the fact that the actor has died and just milk as much out of this character as they possibly can for Seriously. some reason, which is like at this point truly just like offensive. Like mm-hmm. like I could see maybe letting it go till the end of the season, whatever. But like at this point, we're seven deep into season eight like it's offensive that you yeah. haven't acknowledged the fact that this man is dead seriously <laughs> like, so stupid um and finally um our old pal candy girl who sent us the um the, the dvds the, yeah all the okay. dvd descriptions who we're so grateful to um mentioned about um in 803 which is the pk episode 
um, where we learn oh, that preacher's Sergeant, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like PK. You, you don't remember PK T? Um, where we forget? learn that Sergeant Michaels has like a family. <laughs> and we were so like shocked by that. Yeah. Well, she reminded us that there is an episode in season one where Happy gets hit by a car and um, Matt is at some party mm-hmm. and Sergeant Michael's son is there, remember? Getting drunk. So presumably it's that son who has decided, who had a kid pretty young okay. probably and is now off to, um, I want to say law school um, or where, yeah, gone off to become a lawyer. So, so we should have known, in other words, that Sergeant Michaels had a family from then, from season one, yeah, from that I episode. I know. Oh. I'm gonna give us a pass on that one <laughs> because, like, realistically, at least for us, anyway, that was like two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> or like a year and a half ago. Um, so, yeah, but that's but but she's but like, but she has a point. No, like, she does. It, it wasn't out of the blue. Like they didn't just make it all up for the sake of that one. But I episode. swear, it felt like out of the blue. It really did. Though. It's not nice. If you think about it, like, could you imagine people that were watching it in real time? Like, what the hell oh did God. this oh, guy have totally, a family? Totally. Without the benefit of the binge and the looking back and all that. <laughs> totally. I can't even imagine. Um, so that's the end of our email business. Now, we do have one more piece of business to get to. So as we've promised, we will read all reviews that you guys leave on iTunes. That is a solid promise to you mm-hmm. and to be fair this review was written quite a while ago oh. <laughs> but also to be fair we have not been recording <laughs> for very long um or not for very long but for a while so um i'm just gonna me- need a minute here to pull it up and then i will read it <laughs> and now do you watch the office yes you, you know the office yes okay so you might um, find some enjoyment in this particular review, okay. <laughs> as I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> Prison Mike sixty nine writes. <laughs> I was never really into this show because the WB was all they talked about during my time in the clink. But Lady J and T really make those memories of this show feel good. And for me, Prison Mike, to you, I just want to thank you for listening to me, letting me be a part of your review today. Because <laughs> you got a good podcast. <laughs> you got a good podcast. Good podcast. <laughs> is this one of our friends playing a prank on us or something like (laughs) whoever this prison mic is my hat's off to you sir or madam (laughs) i i had to go back and watch the prison mic scene from the office oh because so much of this was like like i could hear it you know and i was like i bet it's like verbatim and so i went back and listened to prison mic and it was it's very much verbatim but like twisted to fit our podcast and it's amazing so funny and i love it and this is the kind of shit you guys can be doing listeners please get on it we will read it we will love it we will laugh it's it's the greatest thing ever i, I love it so yeah it's <laughs> awesome um i think that concludes our business that's everything that we needed to catch up on yeah so as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review 
on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. We're on there now, y'all. <laughs> For all you non-iPod, non-Stitcher users, Google Podcasts, look it up. Um, and you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Bye.